Previously on Dice Paper Roll. Snatch sought out poison and a magical bag. Off he went shopping with barely a lag. He met Black Seoke, a shopkeeping warlock, who had something extra for him in her stock. But all treasure maps come with a price. Hair or blood? Would Snatch roll the dice? Meanwhile, the bard met an elvish face painter, who recognised the tiefling and proceeded to faint. Uh... Unperturbed, the bard followed and knocked at the door, begging assistance to paint noses of war. Berriel mumbled, Play me the song? The bard plucked a chord, but the notes were all wrong. The tight five reunited and made for Beldaf, seeking advice on Aoke, at which Beldaf did laugh. Fear not that tiefling and what she's got cooking. She just wants that stuff for a bit of scrapbooking. Back then to Aoki to make good the deal. But was it a hoax, or could the treasure be real? With war on the march... There was much to prepare. The defence of the city, their duty of care. Arriving one afternoon, dark clouds overhead, and with a crack of thunder, their hearts filled with dread. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. We are here in the pod cave. It's episode number 31, and my name is Emil. I'm playing Brackeye, the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Dan, and I'm going to be playing Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest. My name is Jack, and I'm going to be playing Ariki's song. He sounds a little bit like this. Hello, I'm a tiefling bard. My name's Ben. I am playing a halfling rogue who goes by the name of Snatch. My name is Greg. I'm playing Alan, Aaron, Aeon, an Asimar sorcerer of Helm. And I am also the dungeon master. So we're doing a show. It's coming up real soon. Dice Paper Roll will be coming to you live on stage at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. We'll be doing the first of our two live shows with the second one coming the week after. 15th and 22nd of April are the two dates, and we're on at Storyville in Melbourne's CBD, 4pm. You can get tickets through the Melbourne International Comedy Festival website or via our website, 20 bucks at the door otherwise. Come along a bit early if you like to, because we'll be playing the episode from that week from about 2 o'clock. Okay, so last game we were, uh, everyone was scattered inside and uh, around the city as a dark cloud rolled over the sky covering the sun and plunging the city into darkness. Flashes of red lightning crack through the cloud and starkly light the streets around you. Brackeye, you were standing outside the western gate with Liso uh, Lisanovich, and you were watching the keystone being put into place. Uh, and as you saw that keystone fall uh, into its position, uh, the, the lightning stabbed above your heads and through the sky. Uh, and a swarm of spine devils burst from that cloud, uh, the cloud trailing behind them as they plunge down towards you. A large group of them split off towards the top of the, the wall, and uh, the workmen and the guardsmen are all positioned up there. Um, but you and Liso uh, alone outside the gate, uh, and as they swarm down, five of them turn and wheel away from the main group and plunge down towards you and Liso. Liso grabs a pair of handles from his belt and with the click of a button, rods extend out of the ends of the handles and flanged mace heads pop out of the top. And as they do, they crackle with electricity. They're here! Everyone take cover! This uh, screaming as the crowds uh, inside realise what's happening and begin to scatter into the streets. Brackeye draws his greatsword. Yeah, brilliant. So you uh, draw your greatsword and prepare for the spine devils plunging towards you. Uh, can you roll initiative? Ooh-wee! It's, it's been a little while. That is 
and a 19. So uh, as the spine devils plunge towards you, uh, there's five of them. They split into two groups towards you and Liso. Uh, You get the drop as they fly in. They're 10 feet away from you. Are there any other civilians like who are working the wall anywhere nearby at all it's just so the so. wall you're outside the wall yep. so you've you've gone out the gate uh, and you're you and Liso are 30 feet away from the the gate and you're watching from the outside and on the inside there's a huge crowd there's people packing the walls guardsmen workers um, and they're screaming and clattering they're um, they're fighting off the swarm as it envelops the the top of the wall around the gate uh, and uh, you and Liso are attacked by a, a, a group of five we knew they were coming. We were ready. Let's go! And Brackeye rages and charges headlong at the spiny devils. And he makes an attack uh, recklessly, using his great weapon mastery on the nearest spiny demon and his uh, great sword. That is a 17. Advantage? Oh, yeah, advantage. Good, good call. Still 17. That's a seven, so advantage is good. Hey man, you should always check. You may get a critical. It's so true. Like. It's a very good point. Rushing headlong to the nearest spined devil, Brackeye squints his eyes and grits his teeth as he swings overhead with his greatsword, trying to end the life of this evil being that is attacking the city. Yeah, you're, you, you hit. Roll damage. Eight on the dice plus uh, ten is eighteen. Yeah, what happens? How does it die? With his massive overhead arc, the tip of the greatsword pierces the eye of the spine devil and then smashes through its jawbone and in through its collar as it, it merry lands the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And it's flying towards you as you bring this overhead swing down and it, it splits and you're splattered with blood as its carcass crashes into the ground uh, next to you and slides past you. Now, I've just killed that devil, yep. which means that because I've got uh, great weapon mastery, I get an extra attack. Yeah, go cleave. Fuck yeah, cleave. Does that mean you just like, you're just running with your sword and a devil just like split itself in yeah. half? Yeah, I'm imagining it kind of, <laughs> on your, I'm imagining it kind of like Dragon Ball Z anime style, yeah. like he's rushing in, you see yeah. the movement, the other guys are rushing in and then like a, in like a playing chicken kind of thing, they, yeah. the metal meets the meat so to speak. And I always think it's like a continuation of the yeah, swing as yeah, well. Like you yeah. use the same momentum to... Absolutely. And that's 18 on the die. That is a hit. Fuck yeah. That is 15. Okay, you don't kill this one, but you uh, slash into its uh, its wing as it flies past and it tumbles to the ground, um, but it digs a claw into the earth and scrapes itself to a stop next to you uh, and snarls up at you. It's, it's uh, broken and bloodied wing uh, hanging limply by its side and you see a rush of dark blood down its left flank. Uh, you've done it some serious damage, but it is still alive. So I've done a Maryland and a wing. I just need to do a drumstick now, and I'll be sweet. <laughs> uh, Liso rushes up next to you, uh, and uh, despite his fancy clothes, he dives straight into the combat with his maces, uh, and they are crackling with electricity. He runs up to another one and smashes the two maces on either side of the devil's head as it swoops in towards him, pulping the creature's head as electricity arcs through its body, and it's like a rigor mortis effect the wings and arms all stand out uh, at their full extension uh, locked into place uh, as it tumbles past Liso standing next to you Um, the next two sweep in and attack you and Liso Brackeye Brackeye definitely notices like how effective Liso was in combat and like gives him a toothy grin a rocky toothy grin I told you I was a good friend to have as the uh, spine devils impact into the pair of you, they. Uh, what's your armor class? My armor class is fourteen. Uh, okay, so as the spine devils crash into you and Lee, so you both take five points of damage each uh, as they bite down on your uh, arms, where you're swinging your weapons at them and try to shake them out of your grasp. Uh, the one behind you flicks his tail and fires a spine at your back. There's always a sting in the tail. Uh, the spine flies past you and clatters into the, the gate in front of you. Okay, Brachai. Swinging and pivoting on his left foot, he sweeps his blade around and then down and up and tries to, um, definitely tries to, to, to get the leg, just the drumstick leg of the 
demon that shot its tail at him. Devil. Devil. The the wounded devil. Yeah, the wounded devil. Yeah. Twenty. Twenty. Nice. Critical. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've rolled dice. Yeah. Eight plus eleven equals nineteen plus ten. Twenty-nine points of damage on the already injured winged bird. Yeah, you you definitely took care of his four remaining hit points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you you swing in and up and uh, catch up into the the loins of the creature, severing its drumstick in a perfectly cut. Uh, it's a perfectly cut drummy with a foot on the end, just a clawed foot, uh, and, and it falls to the ground, clutching its uh, its now empty hip yeah, uh, as, it, as it bleeds out and yeah. uh, and dies. So, Cleave? Yeah. 100%. Whatever it's called in 5th edition. Yeah, extra. It's still Cleave. Uh, that is 20. Not natural, but it's a 20. That is a hit. Yeah. So he's just swung around. He's just drumstick, this guy. So maybe he uh, he gets low and, like, squats and then, like, tries to spring and leading with the tip of the sword tries to impale this one great 14 points of damage so this one was biting at you you shake it off uh, in the the spin around and then you crouch down and like you say stab up into the devil uh, and you pierce its abdomen through its back but you miss its spine um, and as you wrench the blade out its guts and blood spill out um, again coating you further in gore the devil's wings flap uh, weakly. It is still alive, though. Uh, Liso leaps into action. His two maces swinging. One of them misses this time. Um, and he uh, cracks into the, the second one. Um, he hits it uh, between the wings with the mace, which is crackling with lightning. And it's, it, it again shocks the creature, uh, the devil, which smacks into the one that you had just hit. And they, they fall to the ground. They're both heavily wounded. And they try to sort of scrabble away. And as they do, they flick their tails um, and uh, try to make a spined attack. They both miss... Uh, and they both provoke attacks of opportunity because they're using their ranged weapons oh, yeah, in close range. So, Brackeye looks at Liso, and together they step forward and both put their foot on the neck of, the, of each of the devils, lift the swords up, and uh, try to... In concert. To, yeah, in concert, tries to bring, bring both weapons down. 19 for me. Yeah, 15 for Liso, so they both hits. Yeah, they do. 16 points of damage. Oh, and 11 from Liso. You both step forward, pressing your boot against the neck of the Spine Devils as they try to scrabble away, and you plunge the sword straight down into the face, neck, body. Ah, oh, like, um, base of the neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, the, just the above the shoulder blades. Yeah, oh. sure, like the, the full execution where they're kneeling and you, like, stab down into them. Um, Liso just brings his uh, mace down on the back of the creature's skull, caving in the back of its head as its eyeballs uh, splat out the front from the, the power of the electricity around his mace. Oh. <laughs> Quite a team. You're a good fighter. Quick, we must help those on the on the wall. And he starts to charge uh, towards the gate. Uh, as you look up, the battle is continuing on the gate, uh, but the guardsmen and the workmen are making good show of it. The workmen uh, wield their stone masonry hammers and are, um, are smacking at the, um, the spine devils. Uh, and the attack that has been made on the wall is actually breaking, and the spine devils are uh, peeling off one by one up towards the sky. The crowd screaming continues to flee back to within the city and as you look up um, over the rooftops you see this cloud swirling darkness above the city uh, and you can see flashes of red light deeper into the city and uh, columns of black smoke raising from a number of points where you assume burning buildings are um, burning Burning. (laughs) Brackeye's rage ends and he kind of (sighs) slows his breathing a bit and as he sees that the kind of the, the attack's being repelled but he thinks it's Time to find the Tide Five. Uh, you charge into the city uh, behind Liso. Thandor. So you are at the head of your column of 20 glaives and 20 guardsmen. Uh, what formation were you in at the time? 
where were we coming from? We were coming from like the watchtowers. And that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff, you're traveling yeah. between the watchtowers and heading towards the back towards the city. No, oh, so towards just, the last watchtower. All right. Well, I, I still think that it would be walking in two columns. I'd be up the head of the column, probably with um, Bex. Uh, who else was with you? Vince. Vince. So the three of us would be up the at the head of the column, uh, probably with the glaives behind us, and then the town's guard bringing up the rear. Okay, excellent. And they're in two columns. Yeah, so two lines. Yeah, excellent. behind us along the road. Okay, so as you're moving along, the storm rolls over and uh, the darkness falls between the trees. And then there's a crack of that lightning and uh, you see the glow of red appear on two sides at the head of the column as two portals open. And goblins begin spilling out and the two bearded devils step out as well. So two bearded devils at the front of the column um, and two swarms of goblins move in a pincer manoeuvre around the the sides of your column. Look! You've been training these guards and glaives over the last few weeks. How would they react in a situation like this? And you can call commands and... Yeah, so uh, Thandor at the front just like looking from side to side and seeing these portals opening up. Usually he'd be like, no, you can do this. But this time he knows that he's got it. And so he's just going to plunge his glowing glaive into the ground and is just going to turn to the troops and uh, say... Um, uh, mm. Uh. <laughs> 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 had, so hadn't thought that far ahead. Oh, great. Um, um, <laughs> the glaive in the ground looked super cool, yeah. though, in, in my mind. mind. Um, uh, is going to turn to them and say, uh, uh, Arrowhead formation, glaives to the side, town guard in the middle. Um, yeah, do it! <laughs> yeah, do what Thandor says! Vince shouts uh, in, in support. Thanks, the horse or the guy? The, the both. Okay. It cods it. Remembering they're training the glaive snap into an arrowhead formation, the back of the column fanning out to meet the approaching charge of the goblins. Mm. The guardsmen gather in the centre. Yeah, they're the ones with um, uh, bows. That's what it's called. <laughs> So they draw their bows and um, fire. So as these goblins crash into the the line of glaives on either side, you feel a a moment of swelling pride as you see your soldiers, uh, your personally trained glaives of Tempest, stand ready to meet their first real charge of goblins. Their glaives held out before them, using the full advantage of the 10-foot reach. Um, And you and uh, Vents stand in the centre as two bearded devils rush uh, up to meet you too. Bex takes a few steps back, um, and as you notice, his face has turned deathly white and his glaive shakes in his hands as he steps ten feet back from Vents and you. Don't worry, Bex. Tempus is with us. Go further into, um, with the town's guard and keep the line. Protect yourself, boy. His hands are shaking. He looks up at you, his eyes brimming with tears and, and retreats back to the centre. Um, okay, so uh, initiative for you and Vents and the Bearded Devils. That's a seven for initiative for Thandor. Okay, great. Um, Vents draws out a great axe uh, that he carries on his back, a hefty, large-bladed axe, and he wields it, in, in obviously, in two hands. He hefts its weight and yells out, For Tempus! Cool axe, man. For Tempus! charge in concert meeting the bearded devils as they charge towards you. They are also wielding glaives uh, and so you meet but uh, Vents and you get the jump. Okay, uh, Vents uh, swings the great axe in a, a huge horizontal arc um, smashing the, the devil tries to use the glaive to, to block the attack but the weight of the axe knocks it aside uh, and the, the devil leaps sort of moves backwards sucking in its, its stomach uh, as the axe grazes across and dents into the, the creature's armour and draws blood from its hardened skin uh, doing 13 points of damage nice Thandor uh, alright Thandor like so as he's been charging up he's just going to keep the charge going and is just going to try and pierce his glaive straight into the chest of one of the bearded devils and do a pushing attack against it. Uh, Great. So, attack roll is 10 on the 
die. So it's a 14 to hit. Yes, that is a hit. Yes, awesome. So it has to make a strength save with a DC, uh, I believe it's 13. He fails. He fails, so he gets pushed back 10 feet, and I will just do my damage. Uh, so what's that? That's 7 plus 6, that's 13, plus another 2, so that's 15 points of slashing damage. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, you pierce into the chest of this creature, driving it back as it clutches. It lets go with one hand with its glaive and grabs the, the haft of your glaive, trying to prevent it um, pushing through his, his chest as he uh, staggers backwards from the blow. Do you follow him or do you stay where you were? No, I'm going to keep pushing him back and then as a bonus action, I'm going to make another attack and flip the glaive, sort of like spin it around and then bring the blade back down onto the top of its head. Fantastic. Go um, for it. Yeah. Real good, real good, real good. Ah, oh, that's a two. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's going to be a miss. That's a, that's a 16. With me, apparently. A 16. Six to oh, hit. Right, yeah, no. <laughs> you twirl your glaive in a fancy manoeuvre and if uh, the flashy manoeuvre you drive the slashing blade of the glaive down towards the head of the uh, bearded devil but its beard is a nest of of twisting and writhing snakes that lash out and four of the four or five of the snakes um, streak out and actually their jaws snap around uh, the glaive its haft and its blade and hold it in place just above the head of the the devil what um, the fuck as it get off your pricks as it strikes at you with its glaive uh, and the one next to you strikes it its beard so you've pushed that one forward and the so the one that uh, Vence is fighting is next to you, yeah. and as it attacks Vence with its glaive, its beard lashes out to the side of it and attacks you as well. I'm being attacked by a beard? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Only in D&D. Are they, are they, do these snakes have beards? Is that <laughs> yes. what's going yes. on? It's, it's like a, a f- beard of snakes <laughs> with beards. And the, <laughs> Of snakes. <laughs> It's just like a fractal image that just keeps on going. It's infinitely smaller. Yeah. Okay, the glaive um, strikes out at you, but ricochets off your shiny new set of armor, um, unable to unable to to penetrate um, your protection. Um, but as you're leaning forward, your head is tilted forward, and your helmet opens slightly at your neck, and one of the beard snakes lashes out and bites into you. You take five points of damage, and can you please make a Constitution save? Oh, it's all prickly. Damn beards. Constitution save? Yes, please. Sweet. I have proficiency in that. It's a 13. Oh, excellent. So you feel this uh, beard snake pumping its devilish poison into your <laughs> neck. <laughs> Hot. Um, Things you only hear at DM. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you resist uh, the fiendish poison uh, that's burning in your veins. Does that mean that you like you tense and squeeze it back out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like reverse it. It fountains. <laughs> that's such a good idea. It, you, you, you just point like you tense your neck super hard, all the veins sticking out, and all you can see through the visor of your helmet is your eyes all puffy and bloodshot, and then the poison fountains out back out the side um, and splashes onto the devil's face but he's immune to it because <laughs> it's his beard man yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Vince uh, swings at the devil in front of him again um, but that axe is maybe a little bit too heavy for him oh, no. uh, he critically misses and buries the axe head deep in the ground ah. next to the devil um, uh, Thandor your go ah uh, all right, uh, Thandor, he's going to get super pissed and is going to turn to the uh, the bearded devil that had just struck out at him and is going to look him in the eye and just go, Tempest doesn't like that, and is going to cast Guiding Bolt on him. Uh, so that is an attack roll, uh, so it's just an, a, a spell attack, so... You get disadvantage because he's right next to you and you're using yep. a ranged attack. Go uh, for it. Fair call. Fair. Didn't think of that. Alrighty. Uh, it's a three or a two. So, you know. Both could be worse. I, either way, that wasn't, that wasn't the best. The dice tell the story. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so you say, what did I say? Tempest doesn't like you. <laughs> Tempest I'm doesn't from like you. Tempest d- doesn't like that. And yeah, is going to cast Guiding Bolt, which is, uh, so it says, uh, a flash of light streaks toward a creature of your choice within range. Yeah, the flash of light streaks out, um, and the devil sort of leans backwards. You're still a little woozy from the poison in your neck and the blood rush to your head from forcing it out. Uh, So your aim is a little off and it streaks past uh, the devil. Uh, You look to the sides uh, and you see that the glaives are hammering this group of goblins on either side, uh, really taking them to town. The goblins did not expect this level of resistance and as the guardsmen from behind fire another round of arrows into the goblins. They begin to uh, scatter and fall back on either side. Awesome. Seeing my glaives take on the training that they've been taught and a surge of pride fills Thandor and he feels the power of Tempest urge him to make another attack and so he's going to action surge and after missing the guiding bolt is going to just go straight back to the guy that he was originally attacking and is going to make a, an attack with his glaive. Yeah, you're also actually inspired by the fighting of your personal force of glaives of tempers. You gain advantage on that attack. Yeah, awesome. Great. I fucking need it. <laughs> All right, is going to make an attack. That is a 14 that, to hit that again. Is a hit. Not bad. Eight plus two, so that's another ten points of slashing damage to that first guy that he had attacked. Yeah, it was still its beard was still holding your glaive, and you wrench it up into the air and slam back down. And this time, there's far too much force. Uh, it is a, a, a normal attack, uh, um, nothing fancy here. And there's far too much force behind this practiced uh, movement that you make. And you slice into the head of the bearded devil, just opening it up like a melon, like a like a fresh honeydew. Yeah. yeah. And from there is going to bonus attack. And after driving it down and through his head, is then just going to spin around and just try and cut off the head of the uh, other fucker. Uh, so that's a 13 to hit. That is a hit. Yes, awesome. Uh, so once again, didn't say that it was going to be anything schmancy. So I was just going to do a regular attack with it. And that one is uh, six points of slashing damage. Uh, you swing around and uh, your glaive smacks into the back of the creature as it uh, was about to strike down at Vents. Uh, who has who is still gripping the axe buried in the ground and is is off balance? Uh, you push him forward. Uh, but he still manages to attack at Vents, um, but because of the force of your blow, his glaive strike goes to the side of Vents, uh, and his uh, his beard snakes lash out, <laughs> um, but but miss Vents. Vents punches it. In the face. <laughs> yes, he does. Run the snakes, baby. Right, the snakes. Oh, with a with a gauntleted hand, he lifts it off the haft of the axe, looks the devil dead in the eye, and says, "Fuck you, man!" Punches <laughs> it straight uh, in its bearded face. The snakes wrap around uh, his hand, and as he tries to pull it back, it pulls him forward off balance. Thandor. Wigan. Thandor's uh, just going to try and take the legs out from underneath the bearded devil. I don't know which die to use. Yeah, yeah that's good. That, that is that is the die to use. That is an 18 to hit. That is a hit. Sick. And then that's going to be... Uh, I love doing combat. Um, that and... Where's my D10? There it is. Oh, it has to make a strength save as well to stop being... Uh, Trails. It failed. Yeah, sick. Ooh. Nine plus six is fifteen plus two, seventeen. You sweep its legs out from under it, and it fails its strength save. It also fails its keep my legs attached to my body <laughs> save um, as the blade of your glaive <laughs> slices through uh, its legs uh, and its uh, legless torso falls to the ground in a fountain of blood as it passes out. It snakes the last thing to wriggle and fall unconscious on its body. The screaming goblins flee, break completely all around as the glaives push forward and a final flight of arrows fly into their backs. They race towards the poor 
portals leaping through, and as they are, the portals snap shut, um, like a, they just shrink in size and wink out of existence, even while some goblins are still leaping through the portal, and it cuts their bodies in half. There's a bunch of goblin legs just fall to the <laughs> ground, guts spilling everywhere, and the steam and heat of blood and battle surrounds you, uh, and your troops scream in victory. What are your orders, Thandor? Alright. I know that we're, we've just been attacked, and the city's probably being attacked too, but really, guys, I just have to say that I'm so proud right now. <laughs> like, Thanks, I, I, know, I know you guys calling yourselves <laughs> the Glaives of Tempest. <laughs> like, I mean, that was really big for me, but now to yeah, see thanks, how far you've really come along, it's Thank just. You. It's really just. <coughs> You're a really great <laughs> teacher. You know, no, it's, so it's just really, beautiful. It's, it's so just, inspiring. It's, it's really beautiful. We learned from the best. <sighs> first battle. That was my first battle. You guys did really great. You did really great. And Bex, Bex, I'm so proud of you, boy. Uh, three cheers for Bex. Hip Hooray! 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 It trails out, and you look around, and and you can't see Bex anywhere. Where's, where's Bex? Is, <laughs> check the bodies. Check the bodies, and then um, the glaives are already helping their wounded um, compatriots uh, up, and and they're leaning on each other. You look around; the goblin bodies are flipped over, but there's no sign of Bex to be seen. No, they took him. Those bastards took him. Thandor, Thandor, we. We have to get back to the city. Just... Okay. Okay. Quickly, let's go. Forward column! Yeah, what he said. Snatch. The dark clouds uh, scud across the sky uh, and the red light flashes as you emerge from uh, the scribe shop, stuffing uh, the last folio into the bag of holding at your side. Um, the, the flash of red as a uh, portal opens above uh, the rooftop of a nearby building and three devilish goblins step out. They're Goblin faces are twisted in sneers and horns and spikes jut out from their skin uh, all across their faces and necks. Bat-like wings flare from their backs and spikes adorn their harsh black armour. Each carries a barbed spear and as the skies go dark, their eyes light red and beams of fire leap out of their eyes towards you. Oh, Lady Luck! What's your armour class? My armour class is 17. Okay. Their eyes glow red and beams of fire shoot down towards you. And as you push the folio finally into the uh, bag of holding, you leap out of the way as these um, beams of fire scorch into the cobblestones around you, leaving a trail of soot. You want to do like a backflip or like a some yeah. sort of... Yeah, absolutely. We'll do a, a roll. <laughs> do a little backflip. Just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Or like a tumble. Like a some... What's your... T- like how do you avoid these... Yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as... Uh, as so- Starts juggling. <laughs> Starts contact juggling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Snatch, snatch these these creatures above, and and is surprised. <gasps> oh, lady luck! And as uh, the beams of fire shoot towards him, he dodges out of the way, and he he rolls to the side onto his shoulder and up onto his feet. Takes one look to take stock of the situation, and he would know this area of the city pretty well. So he would dart the fuck away. Or do we need to roll initiative first? You do need to roll initiative. Right. It's not your go yet. So okay. um, they fire beams of fire down at you. You flip out of the way um, as they scorch the ground where you were just standing. <gasps> What's your passive perception? 15. Okay. Um, you sort of feel, uh, not so much as hear, a rustle behind you. And you feel a tugging at your belt. And as you look down, a blade slices through the ties that hold the bag of holding to your belt. And a hand rips it away behind you. (laughs) You look behind and Nim is holding uh, the bag of holding behind you. She grins at you. Can you roll initiative? Yeah. Nim. 
fucking... 20! Nice. That would be 29. Jesus. 29? Yeah, you heard me. God damn. That's a good admission. Get it done. You got that feat, huh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'll be the alert feat. Yeah, that is useful. Okay, so the the beams of fire leap down towards you, mm-hmm. and while you're surprised as well, um, the uh, the pouch is taken off your hip, um, but it's the top of the second round, and it's your go. What do you think you're doing, Nim? That's mine! And I pull out my dagger, and I leap straight for her arm, the wrist that's holding it, to grab onto her wrist, and just stab her right in the wrist there, so she lets go of the bag of holding, and I take it back. Go for it. It's a sharp knife, too. Oh, it's only an eight on the dice for this one. So that is a 15 to hit. Uh, you leap towards her. She jerks her arm backwards, and you are unable to grasp her wrist. And as you swing the blade down towards her wrist, she disengages from you, uh, steps back a few feet, uh, and draws a potion from her belt, popping the top and gulping down its contents. And as she does, she disappears. Is that an attack of opportunity? Sure. Go for it. Uh, 13 to hit. Yep, you swing at her as she uh, disengages, mm-hmm. um, but she's easily able to uh, evade your blow, and she gulps down the potion and disappears. Mm-hmm. Invisible. Okay. Um, the three devilish cambians sweep down um, and land behind you. As you take that swing, you hear their uh, heavy uh, claw and uh, hoof falls on the cobblestones behind you, mm-hmm. and you spin around to see the three of them facing you. Sorry, it was 16? 17. 17 on the class. Um, two of the barbed spears, uh, all three stab in towards you. You manage to evade the second and you deflect up with your bracer and your dagger, mm-hmm. um, deflecting the other two, stopping them from piercing you through straight through the centre of your, your chest, but it does graze on the upper um, part of your arm on either side, um, hitting into the, digging into the armour and, and causing a graze underneath. You take 12 points of damage and it is your go. How far away did Nim move from me when she disappeared? Uh, 30 feet. Yeah, I'm going to turn around and run. Okay. I'm going to flee into the alleys that I know quite well because I've been around the scribe shot a lot. Oh, shit, I can't win this fight. I've got to get out of here alive and get the help of the others. And I am going to disengage and run. Okay, yeah, you turn, uh, run, and dash down a nearby alleyway, um, and you hear the crack of wings as these three uh, devils take off, um, mm-hmm. flying behind you. They uh, fly up uh, and above the rooftops, and then they fire their beams of flame down at you as you run down the alleyway. Yep. <laughs> oh, no! Ah! Uh, one of them crashes into a nearby uh, roof. It, it misjudges its angle and, and crashes into the roof, not taking any damage, but unable to fire its beams and falling behind. Uh, the other two, the um, one blazes into the wall ahead of you and you sl- uh, do sort of bend your knees and slide underneath the beam as it cuts across <laughs> yes. ahead of you. Dun, dun, um, dun, 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 and then, uh, yeah, you limbo under the beam and then leaping up a little too fast, you roll forwards and as you do, the third beam strikes into you. Uh, you take ten points of fire damage. How many hit points are you on? Uh, six. As you dash down this alley, you recognise it as being very familiar. It is the alley next to Udders. Um, the, the smell of dry urine and uh, vomited milk greets your <laughs> nostrils. Um, and uh, as you dash down it, you hear the slam of a door and um, uh, the cry of a shrill voice. Get away from my boyfriend! Uh, as Paola emerges firing a crossbow up at the Cambians. <laughs> Is it by chance like an automatic one? So it's like... <laughs> a repeating crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yes. Paola, got the goods. That's a little... Uh, something you've been keeping quiet, Snatch? I don't know if he knows. He's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the bolt flies up and uh, smashes into one of the uh, Cambians that's following you down the alley and the impact drives it off to the right onto the roof of the building as you continue to leg it. 
Oh, yeah. So you've swerved around into this alleyway and they're curling around. One's hit the building on the left. Uh, this, the, another um, hit by the crossbow quarrel. Wait, when you say one off. hit the building on the left, the fire rays or the actual thing the flew actual into the thing roof? The actual thing flew into okay. the roof. And the um, one on the right was hit by a quarrel and tumbled into the roof on the right-hand side. The other one is swooping uh, down behind you. It's 30 feet behind you and up. Um, at tailing you down the alley. Alright, I'm going to turn around, so I'll skid to a halt and turn to face it as I pull out one of the daggers from inside my waistcoat, and I throw the dagger end over end straight towards this creature. Do it. Eleven. Um, the dagger flies straight and true towards um, the creature, but as it's flying towards you, it uses its barbed spear to swat your dagger out of the air, and it spins down and buries deep into the wall and uh, hangs there, vibrating. Um, behind you, you hear doors opening and uh, shutting, and a rush of warmth and heat hits the back of your neck uh, as you hear the door to Blex's shop um, swing open uh, and dark arcane words are uttered as she raises a rod and fires an eldritch blast over your head towards uh, the pursuing devil. The eldritch blast flies over your head and the devil does a barrel roll narrowly avoiding the eldritch blast as it streaks overhead. Blex, am I pleased to see you? Fucking devils! Yeah, you're fucking telling me! I fucking hate devils! <laughs> um, okay, so Snatch, you'll go. And so what? Pal, Pal is just in the background going, Oh, he didn't choose me. <laughs> She's at the other end of the alley, which is a little little bit further down, so you've crossed over into the second street. Hey, where, uh, is this thing still flying? Yes. It's still in the alleyway behind you, up above you. It's just done a barrel roll and corrected, and it's still pursuing you. Although, because of your 30 and then 60 foot move, uh, you are 30 feet ahead of it. All right, I'm I'm going to pull out another one of my daggers and throw it at it. Awesome. Are you moving still, or are you just standing? No, I'm, st- I'm standing, standing my ground standing now. Yeah. Around now? Yep. Yeah, Snatch finds a little bit of courage, and you know, as he pulls out the second dagger, he plants his feet and says, Lady Luck, let this one strike through. That's better. 18, 24. That is nice. a hit. Good. D6. Six points of damage. You throw the dagger and it tumbles straight and true and the devil tries to uh, slap it out of the air but misses completely. Uh, you got a bit of a curve on this one. And uh, it strikes into the, the torso of the devil, burying deep but very little blood um, seems to, to come out of this goblin-devil hybrid. Um, and it screams uh, as it dives down towards you. Um, the two on the roofs above you, one crests the roof and fires beams of fire down towards Blex. The other turns and dashes towards Kala. At least it's a hybrid. Uh, it's the environment. Um, as it dashes towards Paola she unleashes another two bolts from her repeating crossbow and both thunk straight into this creature's chest um, knocking it so it's it's diving down towards her uh, face and chest first with its barbed spear held out in front of it and these quarrels from her repeating crossbow just bury straight into its shoulder and chest knocking it uh, backwards so that it tumbles into a backwards spin and smacks into the uh, cobblestones and building behind her alright then so that's how you do it. Wish I had my crossbow with me. Uh, the other devil fires its uh, eye beams down towards Blex, uh, and they're flying straight and true, but her right hand holds the rod uh, where she's just fired the Eldritch Blast. Her left holds up, and a shimmering shield of dark energy absorbs the fiery beams from the devil's uh, gaze. Whoa. Sweet. Okay, so the um, the last one, um, having just been hit by your dagger, lifts the spear in both hands above its head and plunges down towards you, stabbing the blade deep into your left shoulder. You take five points of damage. That's okay. what five points of damage sounds like. Yeah. Snatch. This thing's right on top of me. Yeah. Uh, Alright, you know what I'm going to (gasps) do? The poison! And I reach in and grab the vial of poison and just smash it into the thing's 
fucking mouth. Just like yeah, put it in its mouth and uppercut it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. We need a sound effect. Quick, break a glass. <laughs> <laughs> How is, so, yeah, are you, for, like, are you smashing it in its face? Are you shoving it in its mouth and uppercutting it? Are you um, forcing it in its fucking eyeball? I think are you cutting the end and glassing it with the poison vial? Sorry, cutting a sliver with a knife and then like emptying the poison in with a funnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I pull out a little uh, napkin and put it down on the ground and I... <laughs> <laughs> You crush it up in the napkin yeah, and then you, make it bomb. I, I run into Kyrene's shop and get a little mortar and pestle. And no, no, you take your belt off and put it around his arm. <laughs> no, I just grab, I grab the vial and I flatten it into this thing's eye. I just try to, yeah, smash it, smash face. the whole vial, five lots of poison straight in its eye. Fuck me, that's not good. Uh, it's a three on the die. Probably with what a strength. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you throw your hand up with this vial and it slaps your hand aside with its glaive. Yep. Um, after drawing it back out of your shoulder, it slaps the blow aside, but you manage to keep a hold of the vial of poison. All right. Damn. So Paola fires another pair of bolts down the alleyway. She's doing really well. They thud into the back of this Cambion, uh, doing a solid 16 points of damage. Scarf She's firing face. a crossbow with love. With love. Um, yeah. And uh, as she does, another figure appears over the left rooftop. Uh, the floating figure of a well-dressed uh, gnome floats above as Kyrene flies up into sight and fires a lightning bolt down into the alleyway at the Cambian goblin towering above you. Snatches angels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay, hang on a sec. I really hope... Um Paula has like a cigar in her <laughs> if she did it she does now yeah. <laughs> either that or she's chewing tobacco yeah. one of the two yeah. it spits it in their yeah. eyes yeah as like a machine gun <laughs> okay the lightning bolt lances down and electrocutes this uh, this devil um, you see the uh, the bone structure of the creature glowing through its skin as the electricity arcs through and down into the ground narrowly missing you it swings with its barbed spear um, stabbing towards you trying to finish you off uh, but you nimbly uh, leap uh, sort of turn to the left uh, your upper torso turning to the left and landing down on the ground behind you with your left hand as the spear blade just skims across your chest um, you grimace in pain as you lean on that uh, that wounded shoulder and the spear blade lifts back up um, and you come back to your feet it is your go grab my uh, plus one dagger from Lady Verisal and just leap at him and I bring the blade down to the top of his skull. Awesome. 15. Yes. 22 to hit. That is a hit, sir. Ah, fuck. I'm rolling turd today. Five. Five is enough. So from... uh, being bent over backwards, one hand on the ground. Uh, You perform an amazing acrobatic feat. You leap forwards, uh, flying through the air and bury the dagger deep into the forehead of the Cambion. And as you do, its its black eyes roll up in its head and it collapses to the ground uh, beneath you. Does it eye beam itself? (laughs) Um, As it it hits the ground, um, your dagger buried in its forehead, its eye beams ignite and burn a trail on the wall which says, Snatch is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Blex fires another Eldritch Blast up at the Cambion above um, and you see its wings flap as it scrambles to escape. Um, And the one behind Paola um, scrabbles away as she reloads uh, the cartridge on her repeating crossbow, chewing on the butt of her cigar. (laughs) Anyone else want a piece of this? (laughs) (laughs) 
they scrabble away um, and leap and, and fly up into the portal above the rooftop which snaps shut behind them. Uh, Kyrene and Blex turn and dash off in different directions uh, in the city towards uh, the red glow of portals which have opened in different parts of the city uh, and uh, Paola runs forward, uh, the heavy repeating crossbow cradled in her arms um, and as she runs towards you, uh, she pulls something from her pouch and throws it to you and you catch it catch it out of the air of course it is a greater healing potion she says I didn't think I'd be the first one to buy you a drink she throws you a (laughs) wink and a big uh, kiss and turns back to the street uh, stalking (laughs) devils she's a hottie (laughs) (laughs) thanks Paula I owe you one as yeah, I you do. pop the cork off and skull down at the greater healing potion. How much does that heal me? That's one. Five. Seven. Nine points. I'm on ten. Plus four. Oh, plus four. Mm-hmm. Okay, fourteen. You gulp down the potion and you feel the wounds begin to knit together as the dark storm rolls across the sky. <sighs> that feels better. Oh, my daggers, better get them first. And I run and collect my other two daggers before I... Actually, you know what? I run back to where Nim was to see if I can find any trace at all of her uh, passing to see if I made her bleed or if I hit her in combat because she's got those folios and I need them. Okay, do an investigation check. Yep. Yes! 19. Uh, 20. Uh that's excellent roll. You can see where um, her boots have uh, sort of struck the, the pavement, where she's turned and run from you, and where she gulped down the potion. Those boot prints are the last on the ground, and that brings your mind back to the cloak that she wears, the winged cloak. Turns into wings. Hmm. I'll get you yet, Nim. This won't be the last I see of you. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't see her now, now can you? <laughs> Okay, Alan sits in a warm library. Stacks of books surround him, discarded, f- rifled through, and he's looking through a huge tome. It's maybe three foot uh, corner to corner, and he has it open and he's flicking through the pages, and he's so absorbed in his work he doesn't notice the clouds scudding overhead and darkening the light through the window. He does notice the lack of light and he casts light above his hand um, to shed light on the pages as he flicks through and he says, yes, yes, this is it. Um, The pages flutter open onto a large illustration that covers both pages. He doesn't notice the screams of villagers outside. (laughs) No, he's totally engrossed. He's also in a uh, tower of the Citadel, so he's quite high above the city. Only the faintest screams would float up to him. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Aylan, would you like another cup of tea? No, no, I'm busy studying. I'm sorry, no, no, I'm busy studying. Thank, oh, thank you. you. I'm just about to go home for the day is all, and I uh, was hoping that uh, you might... Uh... Oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll lock up behind you. Uh, I'm the Thane and, and all, you know. To, right. Uh, yes, yes, don't worry. Thank you, Patrick. I don't uh, mention it, um... You coming around for stew later on? Uh, yes, maybe if I finish my studies. Genevieve would love to see you again. Ah, oh, yes, she does make Genevieve does make a beautiful stew. Thank you again for oh, your hospitality. You so. See you. See you tomorrow. Goodbye, Patrick. Uh, Alan ruffles through this um, this heavy tome, um, flicking through the pages, and the excitement shows on his face, which is starkly lit by the globe of light that hangs over his hand. He turns to an illustration that covers two pages, and running his hand over the image, uh, he looks to see a city on a hill. A fast river runs by its side, and a great keep stands atop the hill, its graceful spires reaching far up into the sky. An elven city spreads beneath the delicate citadel and it's filled with trees and wide boulevards. Beautiful buildings and graceful arches fill the city and a shimmering dome hangs over the top of this shining city, arcing high in the sky above. A dark storm cloud looms and surrounds this shining dome and is lit with red lightning and in the centre of the image a blood moon hangs heavy in the centre. 
dark figures crowd around the outside of the city and flocks of dark winged shapes circle the outside of the dome unable to penetrate he snaps the book shut and throws it under his arm running for the door and as he bursts through vaulting down the curved stairs in the tower he notices the rumbling storm outside and the cries of the villagers beneath him as he reaches the gates of the citadel he finds Phil and a group of guardsmen fighting off a growing group of goblins spilling from an open red portal as Alan looks up through the portal he sees the figure of a robed goblin um, which holds its concentration its hand held out towards the portal Alan immediately recognises this hooded and uh, robed goblin from the beginning of the cart chase at the top of Twelve Oaks Alan lifts his left hand and electricity crackles along his arm and fires out as he throws a witch bolt of electricity through the portal over the heads of the goblins and hitting the goblin wizard in the chest. The electricity crackles along the body of the goblin wizard, breaking his concentration, and as it does, the portal snaps shut, cutting the bodies of goblins swarming through in half, their bloodied front halves falling to the cobblestones and blood and organs splattering uh, around them. Looking out across the city below, Alan sees flashes of red light shine across the city at a number of points as smoke rises from a number of burning buildings. In the merchant corner, at the west gate and at the market, he notes that the largest portals have opened uh, and he also notes as three of them shut closed. He also looks out to his left and on a rise in the distance sees the column of Thandor's warriors approaching the city. Arikis, you sit in the tavern drinking your ale as the words of the pale-skinned man wash over you. Can you please make a wisdom save? Oh. (laughs) Do I want to? No. You feel yourself being drawn into the dark pools of his eyes as he talks to you about the power within yourself. Mm. Oriki. Hey. no, you don't talk about Because oh. <laughs> you're, you're charmed, basically, okay, now, yeah, okay? Yeah, so you're totally... That was the wisdom save, and you're totally drawn within his thrall, and you're just lost in the dark pools of his eyes. You, you see your reflection and the blackness, um, and you are just totally obsessed, like, totally consumed by these perfect angles of his pale face, of his muscular form alo- uh, underneath the r- loose-fitting robe um, that hangs across his body. You hang on his every word. Your eyes are dry, but you dare not blink lest you miss any tiny detail on his perfect face. His words seem strange to you as he compliments you and speaks of the power of your heritage and the power of your song. Orikis, you don't know the power that exists within you, within your heart, within your heritage, within your song. Let me unlock it with you. Let me show you the path to power. My name is Calatras. His breath is sweet in your nostrils, and its sweetness distracts you from the hiss at the end of his words. Orikis, I have been searching for you for a long time. Your beauty is unmatched. No story has done you or your line justice. Come with me now, and we can unlock your power. You feel your hand in his. His perfectly manicured nails and soft hand grasp you tightly. And as he walks you out of the tavern, the darkness in the street is merely an afterthought. A screaming mass of children barges and washes past you, their screams suddenly sweet in your ears. All the calm you feel, all the purpose in your stride is so different from what you have felt for your whole life. Suddenly, you know where you are supposed to be with this man, with this Calatras. Make another wisdom save. Shouldn't have called it a piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, that's nowhere to talk to you guys before an important role. Seven. Okay, harsh, arcane words echo down the street and you can fuzzily see the outline of two people ahead of you. But the words wash over you and 
you are unable to break your trance. You walk further down the street, holding the gentle hand of this, this perfect being that stands beside you. And as you step forward, cold wind blasts around you. You feel hard shards of ice shatter around and into your body. Can you make a reflex save? Which one's Dexterity save. Oh, right. Sorry. Um, 11. Okay. Um, you take 29 points Fucking of ice damage as an ice storm shatters around you, huge chunks of ice shattering into the ground and slamming into the form of both you and Calatras. It knocks you to the ground and again shocks you from your reverie. Make another wisdom save. Uh, 14. As the ice slams into you, bruising and breaking your body, you stumble backwards and the last shard shatters into your forehead, breaking over your face. Uh, And as it does, your vision suddenly clears. You notice the hand holds your arm and not your hand. And that hand, that pale, muscular hand, ends in sharp black talons as you look up the angular features of the pale man's face end in short, sharp horns atop his head. The figure of Beriale leans heavily on the arm of her grandson ahead down the road. Light fills her eyes, which are clearer than you have ever seen, and an aura of power lifts her grey hair into a halo around her head. Her hand is outstretched, pointing towards you, and she yells, Let her go, Cal! You will not take her! I have stopped you before, and you will not win this time. Uh, Arikis, you are aware and awake. Your go. All right. So, chaos around me, essentially. Yeah. Um, Screaming townsfolk, the storm overhead, um, this, this storm of ice that has just fallen around you and has just stopped, and both you and Calatras are heavily wounded from the ice storm. Okay. So, I've got the loot on my back. And I pull the loot around and I trigger the axe button and swing it into him. Excellent. With uh, 15. That is a hit. Excellent! That's a nine. So eight. (laughs) (laughs) Negative one. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so you reach up um, and grab the the haft of the loot or the neck neck of the loot and activating the button you swing it around and the blade of the axe shoots out as it swings around and buries into the base of, of the neck of Calatras and as it does a dark thick steaming hissing blood leaks out and stains the front of his perfect white robe and he hisses at you through sharp teeth um, the fires of hell burning in his eyes well excuse me sorry about that you will not escape me now, Arikis. He uh, maintains his hold on your forearm and yanks you away from Beriel. And as he does, he looks up and he yells at Beriel as his arm reaches out towards her. Your time is over, you old bitch! And he fires a, uh, a lance of fire out towards um, Beriel. Her grandson... He's holding Beriel up as she um, casts the spell and he turns uh, and takes the blast full on. Okay, fire uh, courses over his body and knocks him off to the side and he um, hits the ground and rolls um, off into the gutter. Um, His body badly burnt. Beriel uh, lifts up into the air and as she does her voice begins to gain in power and she utters arcane words and as she does uh, she utters the powerful words of a banishment spell Calatras fails. Um, The spell settles down over Calatras, and as it does, his body begins to dissolve, Um, but he snarls at the figure of Beriel, and as he shimmers out of existence, uh, he screams at her, You have stopped me for the last time, Beriel! Another bolt of black energy shoots out of his hand as he turns into a fine mist and streaks out, striking Beriel. 
Um, the black energy shatters into her chest and courses out um, through her veins. And as you watch, you see all of the veins on her face and arms begin to spread out black as she collapses to the ground. Beriel! No! And um, I quickly run over to the uh, sun and Beriel. So the sun's off to the side a bit, but Beriel is the first you come across and um, Beriel reaches up um, a hand towards you. You cradle her in your arms. You've gotten to know her really well over the last two weeks. And again, her eyes are clearer than you've ever seen. And she whispers to you, Do not trust that fiend, Arikis. He will be your doom. Her hand reaches up and touches your face. I I can see so much to tell you. And as she does, the Wait. black lines streak up her veins into her face and colour her eyes as the, the poison begins to enter her brain. No, no. He said, I... Wait. I, I can... I can help you. Wait. Wait. Uh, so nice to see you again before the end. But remember, the power. Your power. Under... No. She collapses in your arms, dead. In the silence of Beriel's death, my hands find the lute, and a slow, quiet tune plays, and a tear drops from my eyes. My eye. <laughs> A tear drops from my eye and lands on the strings. That's it for another week of Dice Paper Roll. Will the city of Greymead survive the invasion? Will Bex be found? Will Ariki find out about her heritage? Will Snatch and Powell get together? Find out next week on another episode of Dice Paper Roll! Hey everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. We would love it if you have just a moment to like and share us on your favourite social medias. You can find us at Dice Paper Roll through Twitter, Instagram and the good old Facebook. We would also love your reviews. If you haven't had a chance to give us one yet, it really helps us out uh, when somebody searches for a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. The more reviews we have, the more likely we are to be at the top of that queue. And aside from that, it gives us a really great opportunity to hear your feedback. So no matter what you think of the show, preferably five stars, uh, jump on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts and um, we'd love to hear from you. And if you love the show that much that you would like to help us make it, you can actually head to patreon.com forward slash dice paper roll and contribute financially to the making of the podcast. It costs us about $40 or $50 every single month to bring the podcast to you. And our goal is to get enough support from our patrons that we don't have to think about that. And that would be amazingly appreciated if you're able to do that. There's lots of cool rewards you can get for contributing on our Patreon. All you have to do is head to that website to find out what they are. Extra artwork, process videos, stuff like that. And uh, you might even get an NPC named after you. Patreon.com forward slash Dice Paper Roll. Thank you. These could be our end tags for this episode, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) 